and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of astronauts with way too many board games. I'm Tom, your navigator, and I'm joined by... Mission Leader Justin. Oh, no. Uh, Ooh, cr- yeah, cr- I don't know if I like that. Crew Chef Adam. Kind of have the crew chef. Uh, uh, Janitor Debbie? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is the best, this is the best ship ever. <laughs> wow! Yeah, <laughs> we're good. We're eating well. Things are clean. Yeah. The whole place is kind of just falling apart <laughs> with no engineer. I was about to say this. This is a well-staffed a uh, spaceship. Yeah, seems like more of a cruise ship. Really, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this is a podcast uh, where uh, the group of us play games that are in our collective co- collections, and we we talk about the games that we play, and we decide kind of whether they're any good and whether they should stick around and that that sort of thing, and generally just enjoy talking about board games. Today we are going to be talking about a game that is in Justin's collection, but we sort of picked it semi-randomly off of uh, games that we could play on the internet. It's called The Crew, The Quest for Planet Nine, which I'm only going to refer to it as The Crew from now on because I'm not saying that every single time. And uh, to kick this off, I'm going to read the back of the box blurb here, and then we'll go into a little bit of an overview. Astronauts wanted! Scientists say there's a mysterious ninth planet located at the edge of our solar system. But despite all of their efforts, so far they have been unable to provide substantial evidence of its existence. Join this exciting space adventure to find out if the theories are just science fiction or if you will discover Planet Nine. In this card game, you'll need to complete 50 different missions as you travel across the solar system. But you will only succeed if you can work together as a team. To master the challenges and achieve your mission, communication will be essential. But in space, things can be more challenging than expected. And it's a cooperative, trick-taking game. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is a game, and it's a it's like it says, a, it's a trick trick-taking game. It's wrapped up in this sort of veneer of. Um, uh, uh, trying to uh, cooperate and get your asses into space. And so you're going to start on mission one and it's, you know, it's simple, right? Like you just gotta, you just gotta, I don't know. Have, have, is everyone here the listening familiar with spades or hearts? It's a card game, card games where you play cards from your hand. And usually the way it works is like whoever leads the, the round um, plays plays a card and you have to follow that suit and uh, whoever has the highest card at the end gets to take all the cards. It's the same thing here. So every round is going to be comprised of the, like the general flow of the game is that you have uh, four colors. Uh, you've got uh, blue, pink, green, and yellow and you've got cards from one to nine as well as there are four rocket cards which are uh, black in, in, uh, in color. And uh, the way it works is that someone is going to be nominated as the uh, the uh, what is it the commander? It's gonna be the commander for the mission, and they uh, they will generally start off the game by laying down one of their cards, and if it's like a blue two, and everybody else has to start playing blue cards, unless you don't have any blue cards, then you can just play whatever you want. Um, but whoever ends up having the highest blue card at the end of this little little playthrough will be able to take the trick. Now, in most trick-taking games, it's a competitive adventure where everybody's trying to get some combination of more or less of these tricks, depending on which game you're playing. Um, the, the complication in this game is that everyone, as you go along through the missions, everyone's going to end up, or every mission is going to end up with a different set of rules in order to win. And in the first game, it's going to be usually pretty easy. So what you want to do, for for instance, is uh, you're going to draw a, uh, a a card off the stack of um, a, of the rules, 
and let's say it's a four of pink, and let's say Adam's the commander. That means that Adam, as the first person to pick, gets to take that task and put it in front of them. So he he is tasked, and we are all cooperating to getting him the four of pink. And usually this just ends up being in a way that you're trying to like play your cards in a certain order to make sure that like if Adam doesn't have very high pink cards that you want him to you, you want to like flush out all of his pink cards that he can play maybe one of his rockets or you want to try to like get him to play all of his other suit of cards so that he's the only one playing those and then someone can like fire the four Adam at the last minute. Um, but in the first round, it's probably just going to end up being that he plays his, the highest card he has in pink, and everyone just throws out low pink cards, hopefully, and one of them happens to be the four. And if he gets the four, he wins. And if for any reason he doesn't, then he we we all lose. Sorry, I said he wins, but we all we all win. And if he doesn't, then we all lose. Um, and that's the first mission, and it will get progressively harder and weirder from there on. Um, and I don't want to spoil too much of it, but like as you go along, you're going to continue to get more and more complicated rules. Uh, sometimes everyone will have, uh, you know, a task to do, and these will generally be in the worst order possible. You will also have situations in which you have to do one task before another. So like you have to get the, someone has to get the nine of pink before the seven of yellow and stuff like that. And there are all sorts of interesting little things that go on. And I think over the course of, I mean, we played this for three hours and we got through what, uh, like 13 missions, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's 50 of these bad boys that you can go through. So, you know, there's a little bit of legs to this. Uh, we played this on board game arena. And so it does like all of the shuffling and keeping track of stuff for you. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention one thing. You can't talk during this game. No communication. Uh, that's, that's kind of an important thing. Yeah, a, you're not allowed to have any communication. I should have mentioned that up top. You guys aren't going to be talking about anything other than uh, stuff not related to the game here. That's, uh, that's one of the rules is that you just, you don't, for whatever reason, I guess because all we have is a navigator, a missions operations manager, a uh, janitor, and a cook, we don't have anyone to work the comms. So uh, we are just flying blind. Uh, you do, however, have at your disposal the uh, the ability to put down once per round, once per game, rather, uh, once per mission, I guess, you get to put down a token on one of your cards. So you, you actually get to show one of your cards and you can put it, put this little radio token, this communication token, either on the top to show that this is the highest card in your hand, the bottom to show that it's the lowest, or in the middle to show that it's your only card in your hand. Um, the one stipulation with this is that that has to be true at the time that you show the card. Uh, so if you have a a five, a six, and a seven of green, you can't actually show the six of green because it's neither the highest nor the lowest one in your hand. And it's certainly not the only. So while this gives you a little bit of an edge, it's, you know, it's still pretty limited in the amount of communication you get to get to have. And so, um, you know, hijinks ensue as everyone is constantly playing stuff out of order and doing things that are not really helpful. <laughs> and um, there are some some there are some ways that you can mitigate this. Like at the beginning of the round, everyone can decide whether they want to activate the distress beacon, which sort of lets you pass cards. But 
everyone has to agree to pass the cards and just like the general chaos that happens and just the fact that it's like it's surprisingly hard to keep track of three to four people's worth of trying to take stuff like playing hearts or spades is hard enough without having to worry about like three other people and what they're doing. The number of times that we cocked up a mission just because we were like fired a card out, not thinking and then like two seconds later, realizing that it was actually a card that somebody else needed and going, Oh shit, I can't, oh, I can't take it. Oh, I guess we're starting this one over again. <laughs> um, that is frequently happening, but it is, uh, it is assuaged somewhat by the fact that a, it's very funny when that happens and B the rounds are incredibly fast. So it's not that big of a deal when you fuck them up, uh, which we found when we did the one mission like eight times. Sorry guys. Um, <laughs> so that will happen and you will laugh about it. And, uh, constantly be asking after the fact like why why did you do that so this game might as well just be called why did you do that um and yeah it's a lot of fun it's uh it's in a lot of the same there's a lot of the same things as the mind going on here where like no communication is allowed and blah 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 blah, blah and you're trying to do things in a certain order but i find that like the ability to um demonstrate one of your cards at least sort of makes that a lot easier to handle and it's not based on like you know biorhythms or whatever uh you know the <laughs> rules make a lot of sense uh they're very straightforward it's easy to teach it's easy to play very fast i think the time that we played it breezed by um and we had a i mean i had a lot of fun with it i think everybody had a lot of fun with it but uh what did you guys think when this thing first came out and it was like trick-taking game plus co-op i was like what <laughs> is this this is going yep. to be something else um honestly i loved it this is a really smart game like it's a it's a really well thought out game uh along the same lines as the mind i really enjoyed the mind as well i thought that was another good game this one it it's it's good because it like it makes you think you are constantly engaged and it's funny because you're engaged because you're not really talking like you're talking, but you're just kind of shooting the shit about, you know, whatever sports, politics, religion, all the things you're not supposed to talk about. Um, <laughs> ooh. Yeah, ooh. Uh, but like heavy dude, that's it. I know. Right. I'm uh, I'm cavalier like that. But like you this game is so damn smart in that you you can't communicate. You can only communicate via the that one little radio chip that you put on your card and slide it around and be like, look, I, I only have this, you know, two of green, but somehow I need to take the nine of green. So uh, good luck to us. Uh, it's it's. I I so enjoyed it and I wasn't I wasn't sure when it first came out cuz again I thought cooperative game plus trick taking like these two things they don't go together right hearts spades like team based sure but never fully cooperative and the fact I I wasn't sure how many missions there were now knowing that there are 50 missions wow is that like this oh man this game has has legs and I like it I I think it's great so it's such a good you can sit down and play a play around in five minutes. You can play around in about 30 seconds if you really screw up, but you can play around you can play <laughs> around in about five minutes successfully. And it's 
you know, and, and then at that point you can decide, you can be like, well, do I want to stop or, or should I, should I, should we keep going? Like, do, do we want to play another game kind of thing? And it's man, great. Absolutely stellar game. Very impressed with this one. The, uh, one of the funny, uh, this game also has a lot of like little fun things in it. So it's, it's not super obvious when you're playing in board game arena, but like the art on the cards is actually pretty, pretty cute. Like you've got astronauts doing all sorts of, uh, doing all sorts of weird astronauty things like playing around with the robot arms, but the robot arms are like playing paper, rock, scissors. Uh, each of the missions has like a little preamble to it so there's a little story that goes along with it just like in the in the blurb from the uh from the back of the box like you're trying to get from earth to this uh, secret planet or whatever and so you have to start off by doing little baby training missions and eventually you're just like dodging uh asteroids as it's like smashing your reactor and stuff like that and all the all the rules and all the like the what you're trying to do your tasks are very tied into sort of what the little story is that's going on so it's 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 quite well put together and so it's a lot of fun just even just uh it it adds that little bit to uh, like a if this were just a trick taking game it'd be super fun but it, i think like the the added veneer of the space mission makes it uh, just that much better in my opinion you're not a space nerd are you yes i'm a i'm a lot of nerds <laughs> I, I don't you know yeah I, I try to be a uh you know a nerd about most things Go ahead, name something. Name something, I'll tell you if I'm a nerd for it. Go ahead, try me. Cameras. What? Cameras? No. Yeah. All right, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Giants football team. Oof. Oh, geez. Larry, let's just move on here. <laughs> I don't think anybody's a nerd for those poor bastards. I, I, I was wondering <laughs> if that was a real team or not. So. It is. That shows you what I know. There you are. <laughs> you're what a, whatever the opposite of a nerd is. You're like a black hole for uh, like <laughs> team sports. Yeah, it all just comes in and then just disappears. <laughs> Sorry, I derailed you. Go on. Uh, no, that's okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to get back on the rails. Um, all right, choo choo. Um, yeah, as someone who took a minor in spades in university. Uh, I, I kind of fell into this like a, a fish to water. Uh, I just, you know, I, I love spades. It's one of my favorite just card games because I, I like how it introduces that sort of co-op aspect. You know, you have a teammate, but you have no idea what they're thinking. And if, you know, they're just completely bullshitting you with whatever crazy bit they just said. And uh, I, I find like co-op trick-taking games like this where you can't communicate, but you kind of have to recognize people's patterns is a really good way to, you know, kind of find out how uh, people think. And it, yeah, yeah, I, I just, I love games like this. And so this game builds on a really good base of the, you know, hearts bridge spades that kind of game so it has that really good base but with that introduction of the objectives it just opens things up to sort of new experiences with you know kind of trying to figure out this weird puzzle where you know we have to get like the seven eight and nine of the pink and it's like how are we going to do this and also with those objectives you open up the player count because you can play from two to five like the one thing with all the games that i've mentioned previously is you need four people if you don't have four people find another game to play and with that little bit of extra variability i can see this being one of my kind of go-to 
card games to, you know, throw in my car and just carry around everywhere. Um, because because it has that variability and, uh, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's easy to kind of pick up and learn and yeah, it's good times. Just keep it in the old glove box, you know, license registration game of the crew. Yeah, it it can join the, uh, I have a small collection of card based games in my car that just, you know, you never know. Yeah, I get it. You make it seem like you're using those to get out of traffic tickets or something. If if it works, I mean, hey, all the power, yeah. Uh, excuse me, officer. Uh, would you be interested in a game of our burritum? <laughs> Jesus, what what a fucking why would you pick that one? <laughs> maybe he's a it's, it's nice and relaxing. Yeah, maybe he's a nature buff or something. He really wants yeah. to play a game about trees. You don't you don't want to give a ticket to a man who loves trees, do you? Ben. Do you want to play wow. on the hood of my car? <laughs> we'll need some space. <laughs> oh dear. So I am going to be the first to say that this is 8,000 times better than the mind. I don't whoa, think whoa, it's whoa, anything whoa, like whoa, the mind. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> wow. And I mean, the mind was pretty, pretty good. The so, mind um, was excellent. The mind was creepy. The mind, creepy. The mind is distilled. It's, it's this oh. game, but distilled into its pure essence. No, <laughs> the mind was too much for Debbie. Uh, so I, I am going to be the one that's going to make that statement. Um, the, so I've, I've kind of said this before. I am, I am a pretty avid nerd of weird card games. So I quite regularly play free cell spider, uh, stuff like that, but just not a lot of people play. I think it's like very like introduction to the computer kind of game. Um, but I love it. I love the challenge of it. I like the mentality of it, the kind of the puzzle piece of it. And so this, um, actually does tap into that, um, into what I like about it. And, and the reason why I end up, you know, during the day playing a game of free cell and not stopping until I win because I'm weird like that. Uh, (laughs) Don't judge me, people. Don't judge me. Um, but no, like I, I really actually quite enjoyed this game. It's very strange. I, I'm very well aware of that. But I like the fact that this has kind of taken that very solitude um, game and turned it into kind of more of a social interaction. I don't know. Like I definitely see it differently than than Justin. I, I 100% see this very differently. But I think that's kind of the advantage to board games, right? Is it's, is everybody can kind of see it in their own perspective. But, um, from, from my side, I definitely don't see it as like you compare it to spades. So a four player game, and you said that it allows you to kind of see how other people think. Whereas for me, I actually didn't think about how other people think. Um, I, more went along the the puzzle route of it, right? And what possibilities are out there? Who could potentially have what based on the, uh, you know, the communication pieces that you're given? Um, and, you know, like a little, probably a little more on the odds and statistics side of things. Again, I don't know what that says about me. I'm sure it's probably not the greatest thing in the world to admit, but I'm married. It's okay. It's, 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 it's fine. You're just doing a little card counting. 
That's that's yeah. yeah. I, I mean, just don't let but Vegas it's just know. that to me. So I just I find it very interesting. Yeah, I find it very interesting though that you and I see that quite differently. Um, this is to me this is the kind of the socialization of a of a solitary game, which is very cool to me. Um, but again, like I said, I think that that's the advantage to board games is that everybody can have their their perspective on it, and everybody can kind of see it a different way and. It, it doesn't matter, right? Because the end of the day, everybody kind of enjoys it and got something out of it. And that's, yeah, that's really cool. Um, I, 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 I wonder about the replayability. I mean, obviously it's random, so you should be able to replay it fairly easily. It is a kind of mission-based game, right? So you're starting um, from, let's, you know, like mission one to, I can't remember, what did you guys say? 50 missions. So I, I don't know that I see somebody completing this game. Yeah, a game that you go out and complete with your friends because I think that it's, I don't know, it just doesn't fit that that niche very well for me. But I like the storyline to it. Um, I, again, kind of struggle with the idea that it'd be hard to make it to the higher missions. But again, I think that if, you know, like the group of uh, the group of the four of us, if we wanted to play it, we probably could very easily just, you know, um, randomize the, the missions maybe, or something like that. Um, I, or the objectives. Yeah, I, I just, I, that, yeah, the objectives, the missions, whatever, you know, like, but I, that's where my mind is a little gray is I just don't know how it fits that almost legacy, um, or, uh, campaign. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I think maybe a better way, because yeah, you, you wouldn't sit down and play through 50 missions in like one sitting or a couple. But I, I think maybe another way to think about it would be sort of the missions is just a framing device and kind of thinking of it as a sort of beginner, intermediate, hard mode. And you could probably just, you know, do missions one to 10 or it's like, you know, let's, I'm feeling pretty good. How you, does everyone feel like doing, uh, you know, 20 to 30 today? Uh or, uh, you know, we're bringing in some new people. Let's just do, you know, 10, 1 to 10 this time. Um, and, you know, kind of just as a guiding stones rather than, say, maybe a legacy style game. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the way I looked at it. Along that lines, um, I think this game is also for, like, I think it seems to be more more geared towards, you know, younger players or families as well. So, I mean, if you have a family of four that is having a game night once a week, like I'm sure you and the kiddos can bash through this, you know, get through, get through all 50 missions. So I don't, I think, I think that's kind of where this, where that probably, um, really has a, has a, a good leg up on things. You know, it's the gentle, uh, gentle introduction from like, here's how the trick taking works. And then it's like, oh, one person has to get this specific card. And then, oh, here's another more complicated thing. So I think it's, I think it's built more for like families to sort of get used to the rules of this sort of thing together and then getting like more and more complicated as you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't look through it or at least like on BGA, I didn't see anything relating to, um, you know, whether there was an expert variant or what you did when you finished all 50 missions. Um, I mean, I'm guessing you just start playing spades competitively, probably <laughs> if you want to like really get angry at each other. Join a bridge tournament. 
Yeah. Oh, God. Bridge. Yeah. Just jump from this to bridge and then, you know, I don't know, go home. I don't know. Bridge escapes me completely. I tried playing it a couple times with my dad and it's just like, I don't understand what's going on here. Spades is much easier because you have somebody to sort of bounce off of and like they will tell you very loudly when you've done something wrong. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's how I got my minor in spades in university. Woo woo. Yeah. So yeah, I think this is, I think this is prime, like this is geared towards being a more family type game. Um, and I mean, when you're talking about replayability, yeah, I mean, we spent three hours at it and I, I could imagine bringing this back every like couple of game, game days and just like starting off with a few rounds of something like this before you get into something harder or more, uh, longer i don't know why i said more longer but here we are um and also just looking on like amazon you know it's it's 20 bucks so it's not you know it's pretty good <laughs> like it's hard hard to beat that man yeah. for 20 bucks that's a steal man that's that's yeah, such that's a good price especially for what it is like man what it yeah yeah i was just looking up the the entry on amazon and just because i was like oh, i wonder how much this thing actually costs and that's kind of what clued me into this is probably a uh like a game night for families kind of thing because that's what they have it listed under so i could see myself definitely playing this one with the kids and like getting more and more used to something com- more complicated like uh you know I, I don't think i don't think i'd want to play spades with my son he seems like he'd probably be pretty bad at it so <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> Gotta ease him into it. We all start somewhere. <laughs> He's like four. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I was I was really bad at spades at eighteen. So man, don't I know it? <laughs> Youch. <laughs> I'm quite curious to know. So this is very, uh, and I say very. I don't know if it's still like that since Asmodee took over, but uh, this was fairly popular um, on Board Game Arena previously. I had seen. Um, quite a few people playing this so i'm i'm also very curious to know how how that works like are you going into like are you buying into a 50 mission game of a bunch of people you don't know and you're going to be there for hours on end like i'm very curious to kind of know how they um how they attacked that because i i mean judging from the number of people that play it i i think they probably they're you know done well but when you when you set up a table you do have the ability to start the campaign at any point so uh. I imagine that you could, um, yeah, Wait just ask a room everybody opens. Ha- ask people where they're 13. at. Be like, where where are you at? Like, how comfortable are you with this? Where do you want to start? Yeah. Plus, the medium is helpful for not being able to talk to one another. Oh, playing online would That's be true. yeah. Like play, playing online with a bunch of randoms would be perfect for not talking with one another. <laughs> just i don't don't really want to talk with like you anyway so. there's a lot of things that are just you know like it's a very interesting thought process to me i think that it's you know um yeah i it, i did not anticipate to enjoy it i as much as i did i'm in the same boat as adam um and i yeah i i, I mean i absolutely did so and i'm not usually the the space nerd when i first heard about it i, I thought it was about a heist <laughs> the crew now that's now there's a there's a skin you could put on it that'd be fun. Oh man, they could have the crew and then a whole bunch of different subtexts. Oh god, there you like go. You're getting into dangerous. It's the start of a new here. franchise. <laughs> also, another good board game. What if we patented it first and then they had to pay us for the rights to call it the crew, call it the heist or some <laughs> shit? God, that'd be that terrible. might be hard to copyright. Yeah. 
<laughs> you you can't just copyright two words, you asshole. That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be all in on some some like extra extra layers of complexity on this idea. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's it's a very straightforward game, but I mean, like considering how straightforward it is, the amount of enjoyment that we extracted out of it was awesome. Yeah. Like a lot of the nuance comes with playing with people and trying to figure out collectively without speaking how the hell we're going to get you know this mission finished rather than any like nuance in the rules yeah and i mean like i I don't know how long it took our collective group of idiots to like figure each other out playing cards together that how how each other played like that took a few years so Mm -hmm. i mean this uh i like i really like how this game sort of eases you into the rules like you don't have to know a lot going in which like you could make an argument for like if you like the uh the crew if you like the crew right like you should just go play spades if you have four people to play with or something like that but man there's like the thing with card games there's just so many rules in a lot of these things and they just like a lot of them don't make a ton of sense like go ahead and try to explain cribbage to somebody in any way that makes any sort of logical connection with things it's just impossible yep they're 15s man 15s but they're but only not worth two points just 15s, there's 31s, but only in the first phase. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's all over the place. That's it. That's it. We need to do an episode ex- trying to explain cribbage. Oh, It'll be a bonus geez. episode. Doing a deep dive. That, deep dive into the strategy of your slough hand. A cribbage, a cribbage deep dive. Could you imagine? Blech. I, I don't think we're qualified. No. Even close. If people in their 60s listen to podcasts, they would probably, like, tune into that one. There we go, an untapped market. Yeah, I don't know. This seems this is probably pretty tapped, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. That there's a, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people in that generation listening to this kind of thing. So, but prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, internet. Anyway, uh, I guess we should go into reviews if there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I will start. So, my I have a review scale. I keep calling it a scale, even though it's like one or the other. I ch- sort of choose whether. Whether I want to keep this game or throw it away and, you know, if it's not in my collection, which this one isn't, if I would throw it away anyway. Um, And this one I would definitely keep. It comes in what I think is a small box. It's a small, small piece of, uh, it's a small piece of equipment. And it's, uh, you know, it's a very good game. And I think I would get a lot of mileage out of it, especially when the kids start to get a little bit older. I can start to uh, indoctrinate them into how to play card games. That seems bad, but, you know, whatever, I'm going to go with it. Um, and, and, and it's, uh, you know, cheap. The rounds are really fast. It has great mechanics to it. The art's a lot of fun. The book's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's just good. I think I'm, I'm probably going to go out and try to get this one, to be honest with you. You know, I'm going to, I want to pick this bad boy up. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was, it was so funny. Cause like we, we weren't sure what to play and I was like, you know, fuck it. I'll just go on to here and I'll check it out and see what's under cooperative. And I was like the crew, the crew, this, this sounds terrible. Let's see what this is about. And I went, I went and looked it up and I looked online and I was like, cooperative trick taking. This sounds insane. We have to try this. <laughs> and I brought it up and it was great. I finally got a win out of this thing. Oh, it was awesome. Yay! Justin, what did you think? Yeah, this, uh, I'm trying to stay on the same scale as Tom. You know, most of the time I think I stay there. And this is a game that uh, I actually do own. Uh, though this is the first time it's actually been played. Uh, I heard a few things about it. I really enjoy trick-taking games, and uh, this seemed like something to try out. And uh, I'm glad uh, Tom suggested it. 
uh, because this is a game that's definitely going to stay in my collection now that I've played it. Uh, it's yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Um, there's just a surprising amount of little strategy and depth and uh, that you can get with just a simple trick-taking game. And I feel like this is an amazing introduction to that style of card game. And one of the main things that really kind of pulls me towards it is the innovation of the missions and just being presented with a different puzzle every time. And with the limited ability to speak uh, about what you actually have, you you know, there comes a point where there's a lot of kind of looking at each other being like, I have no idea what they're thinking based on what they've just been playing. I'll play this and hope for the best. Um, and yeah, it just it can result in a table full of laughter, which I think is a great sign of a, of a good game. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a great introduction to trick-taking games. It's uh, a solid recommendation for me and uh, it's nice and family friendly. So uh, play with two to five players and you don't have to worry if you only have four. So it's, it's good times all around. How about you, Debbie? I am on a scale of one to ten. Um, no, I'm not. That's Adam. I. Whoa. Me, Debbie. He got to I am you. on a oh, scale no. of one to five. I know, right? I don't want to do ten because then I'm going to start getting nitpicky, and I don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, scale of one to five. This plus you have uh, to go back and update everything. Yeah, and then he'll win. That's never good. We learned that yesterday. Can't let Adam win. Um, <laughs> oh, on wow. a scale of one to five this is an absolute five there is literally no reason that i can think of why anybody should not want this game have this game play this game it it's just enjoyable in general it is very quick if you really want to just do a single mission i mean hey have at her uh you could have an admission done in I mean, three rounds. Um, the best is when you start your mission and the first set of cards that get played make you fail the mission. That's like the ultimate, what did we just do? <laughs> it's it's just, yeah. it's fun. It's, you know, like it's, there's only so many games in this world that you can play where it's actually funny or amusing or, you know, enjoyable i guess when you lose uh it does after a while get a little old i'm not gonna lie there was one i think we did what like 13 rounds on one of them because we could not we just couldn't make it work no idea why nonetheless it it's just fun like i i just don't really foresee any reason why people would not enjoy this um you you know get to sit around and and poke fun at your friends for making stupid mistakes and have a few drinks you don't have to talk or you can't talk about the game so you get to you know talk about apparently politics and religion which i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah don't don't do that don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't don't i don't gotta quickly no, lose a bunch just, of friends yes yeah exactly <laughs> make friends and influence enemies that's it <laughs> how to find a new game and lose all your friends um but no, it absolutely, it's a fantastic game. Um, I would not be surprised if my husband has ordered it at this point. I have not ordered it yet, but it's sitting in a cart. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that would mean that you have essentially ordered it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I can see bringing this, you know, to my, my mom, Adam's sister. I can see that being, you know, interesting. Yes. Adam, how about you? Uh, so, as I'm sure... 
you have probably discerned by now. I am sitting here staring at it in an Amazon cart. Um, I am going to be picking it up. It's this game is is this game is really goddamn good <laughs> for for like I said, for what it is, this game is is stellar. Um, it's a small card game. I, it travels well. It will kill a bunch of time. The fact that there are 50 five zero uh the fact that there are 50 different missions means that you will be playing this thing for a long time that was my biggest concern about it when when i was thinking about it last night after we were done is like you know how many missions are in here like is are you really going to be able to get your to get your uh your money's worth out of it like you know like like there's only so much you can go with this then like i said 50 missions unreal so good um i cannot recommend this enough this is probably this is a nine and a half out of ten from me this thing is awesome basically once you play the 50 missions if you're really kind of not feel if you're at the point where it's like okay well i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do with it now now that i've done my 50 missions like go give it to someone else or something because i guarantee you you will have gotten your use out of it it's a lot of fun. Or even just go check it out on, uh, you know, board game arena or whatever. Yeah, go play it on BGA. On, I think it's on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So if you yeah. don't if you don't believe us, just get on in there and give it a try. Brought to you by Board Game Arena. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, I wish. Good use of that money. Uh, anyway, so uh, on to uh, thanking everybody for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you uh, liked it, you can share it and that would be great. Uh, you could also like review and stuff, but I'm not going to force you to do that. But uh, yeah, sharing it around would be amazing. Um, and if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on old timey email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. And if you want to come and yammer at me, I guess you can on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. And uh, that boat does it for me. What do you got, Justin? Well, hey, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. Why don't you go on there and tell me about your favorite space adventure? How about you, Debbie? So you guys can get me at at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. And like Tom said, you guys can get us as a group. Um, you can get us on the email and as a group on Twitter at CGS Podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, we've actually uh, heard from a listener recently, and we are looking into getting um, some requested games in. See what we can do. Uh, keep in mind, we are limited to kind of the online platforms at the moment. So um we are working hard to see what we can figure out um, and we will, you know, do what we can to try to make sure that uh, we can test those games out for you guys. So let us know at CGS Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Adam, how about you? You can catch me on social media, guys, uh, at For The Win, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For The Win, exactly the same spelling. Um, right now on Twitch, we've wrapped up we have finally, after taking that slight hiatus, we uh, wrapped up Final or Final Fantasy. Wow, uh, Resident Evil Eight. We have we we wrapped up Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Eight a long time ago. Thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
not was not for me. I know it has a rabid fandom, but that game just did not do a single thing for me. Uh, we re- we yeah we've wrapped up Resident Evil Eight, and we are now checking out a new game that just got its 1.0 release. It's called Solasta Crown of the Magister. Uh, the best way I can describe it is kind of like a less refined Baldur's Gate three kind of thing. Like it, like the graphics are really nice. Uh, it really follows kind of like Pathfinder, Kingmaker, that sort of stuff. It's very D&D-esque. Um, yeah, come check it out. Check me out on Twitch and watch the D&D unfold. Yeah, go check them out. And uh, thank you again so much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Oh, and, uh, you know, c- contact us if you want Justin to do more funny voices. Make sure you let Debbie know. Let uh... Debbie know about all the funny voices you want to hear from Justin. I'll be happy yes. to oblige. You will. Trust me. I will take the communication, flush it down the toilet. Bye! Bye! <laughs>